So we get we got full courses, and we got a variety of students. Frank, we always see a, a large swing of students from from the uh, the inexperienced to the experienced. Well, some students come with conditions. You know, by conditions I mean physical conditions, right? Medical you know? conditions. Medical conditions. You know. And, and one thing we do at the course is that we can't let anything slide. You know, once something comes to, comes to light, it's got to be brought into sunlight and let everybody see it. You right. Know? Like a disinfectant. Yeah, like that. Well, we got a guy shows up and his, and his Alaska truck plates are stutterer. Stud. -er. St stutterer. With D's. Yeah, D. Stud. -er. And so, you know, you're thinking, what the? And we're sitting on the back porch. And we're hearing a long story about a bear attack and this and that, and you know, and it's like, spit it out, man. <laughs> you know, but, but hey, he was the greatest yeah. cat on the planet. There are no human beings no, greater than this. And he took it real well. He presented it well. He took it well. We didn't dwell on it. No, you know? I but, think but, in the but when we were drinking, we sort of, well, we he, sort of he threw lost fun his, around. He stutter when he got drunk. And, and, don't don't get me wrong. We're not making fun of someone of someone. We're making fun with someone. Right, right. And he had as much fun with it as we did. It, when we were in the class, he asked the question, and 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 after he finally got the question out, I was like, "That's a mouthful." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Intro. Okay. Hey, welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide. Stassard Taylor. Stassard Taylor's in the house. We're finishing up. We're back at Wiggy's, Alaska. We're chilling out. I got to fly out tonight, like at midnight. Overnight flights leaving here, um, you know. So we're 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 really kind of crossing fingers for July because they put some of these uh, COVID crap back into effect up here. I missed it, and then students after me experienced it, and we got a big contingent from the lower 48 coming up. So I'm hoping we can get past it in in between now and July's class. Uh, you know, Alaska comes to its senses because right now they're crying about 12 people. And it's like 12 people, mm. dude. These courses were full and we yeah. got fuller coming. Yeah, we got you know. fuller coming down the road. But, I, I you know. Big it, Utah contingent coming. Who? Big Utah contingent. Yes, Utah's they, gonna, They'd win. He's mm -hmm. bringing three of his buddies up. And uh, they're staying for four days. Nice. So that's going to be a great party. I think that worked out really well, the guys that stayed for four days. You know, uh, the doc, the uh, Minnesota PD, the, you know, oh, dude, that's going to be gone. He's, he won't have a job. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it, I think that worked out really well, the guys that stayed for the four days. And, and I've been talking to Mark about doing some more, a little bit more of that so we can op give the opportunities for back-to-back. -back. Um, you know, with what's going on and everything happening, I think uh, our schedule is going to change a little bit for next year up here. And that'll also give us some more opportunities to take this show on the road, um, you know, across the states and stuff, because we're getting a lot more requests for that yep. for San 2021. Diego. San Diego and LE course mm -hmm. in uh, the spring or, or early, actually, middle of winter. Right, right. February. Get me out of Alaska in February. That'd be great. So, uh, Nebraska, you said, is coming online. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. I'm going to have a Nebraska that. course. We got Iowa. We got Minnesota. We got tread proof, you know, so all these courses are, are, are growing down there. And, you know, you, these guys are going to benefit from everything we're learning uh, with this such a big variety of students that we have. I mean, with, with Tim, who, who was Dr. Stutterer there, um, he showed up for the fundamental eval and he had a 1960s Mauser 30 odd six. It was his dad hunting rifle. He had a new Night Force scope on it and he had a suppressor on it. And so he was also very short notice. He came with about two weeks notice. He joined Barry. Right, right. And, and his crew. So he came with Barry and Craig Schmuck, 
And uh, but the nice thing in 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 I don't and and again this isn't a negative. This is a learning. When I've talked about uh, people pushing with their cheek and, and their bipod being loose and, and the rifle rolling over and then running the bolt and rolling over and how you kind of miss the concept of that happening when you're behind it and you're in the moment. Tim made the perfect fundamental eval group that was a noticeable rainbow. It was an arc that went from center to the right and it rainbowed with his rounds. And I actually cut it out and I have a... a a piece of it to show people and I'm going to put a thing up on the hide when I get home because I mean this just it was you know you talk about it and in some people who shoot really you know like half minute groups it's hard to see it but it's there but when you have a guy that shoots an inch and a half group it shows up visual really well like the rainbow and and that's just part of making that bipod level, tightening it down, adjusting it. And what we did is when the fundamental leave valve was over, I put a pod lock on Tim's Harris, locked him down, and it was gone away. No, he shot well. Yeah, he shot very well. He shot that rifle all the way to 1,000. But the first thing I did was put the pod lock on it yeah. and locked his bipod down because he wasn't able to tighten the Harris to the degree it needed to be tightened. And so, that, you know, again, that's a learning thing. That's something that, you know, people could see. And it's visual. It's it, it, You could show them, hey, look, I talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. Now I get to show you it. So that was cool. We had a lot of lateral stringing, uh, a couple couple trigger triggers. We had a, they we were had heavy, heavy, heavy headed, and they were heavy on the trigger this mm -hmm. time, too. Um, the, the trigger control is key, man. You, dry fire. Even if you're, you know, you got to have that 90 degree trigger finger, you got to have the, the, the shoot in the middle of the pad of the finger. And if you have to, when you when you build that hand position, look at it and say, what does that look like? What does that feel like? How does this feel? I mean, even if you point the rifle straight up in the air and you have that trigger right in front of your face, you could run the bolt and watch that trigger press because we want to practice that smooth trigger press. We're still seeing guys that will dry practice one way and live fire another. They're changing their positions as soon as they put a live ma uh, mag in. You just gave me an idea. Oh, there you go. We're gonna go on day one next time. Before we even shoot our first group, we're gonna get guys out and we're gonna put them on the mat next to their next to their trigger and they're, they're gonna watch their own trigger press. Yeah. And we're gonna create the proper trigger press there and then they're gonna come in, natural point of aim behind the rifle. Because I think if they see what they are doing wrong, they will correct it. What, 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 the way it's been is we see what they're doing wrong. We're yelling at them to correct them, and they don't really get it right. Yep, so yep. we're going to let each one of them demonstrate to us perfect. There you go. But, I, I mean, in, in, you know, James had put together that KYL rack. We call it a KYL, but it's not. It's just a, um, it's a diminishing size target. We'll have to come up with a new name for it, I'll, whatever. The, but there's seven plates, and we're getting guys that are getting down to the three-inch plate, the two-inch plate. I mean, we knocked them off the straps uh, because they're hitting it that much, and we moved it to 500 yards. So you have an 8-inch plate that goes – it was originally meant to be at 4, and we felt there was a little bit too much energy because we were knocking those two targets off it all the time. So I thought, well, I'll well, move it back to 5, and maybe it won't get you know beat up as much. But And it goes to a 2-inch plate. Yeah. And we knocked it off. A lot of 5s – out of 7 yeah. plates there, we had a lot of 5s and 6s because you know, we're scoring them like a little mini comp. And so that was, that was very good to see them put this into practice. Uh, you know, we start off catching them with a big plate. 
and then fine-tuning it later on small plates. And it, it, it works because, you know, we're not struggling with people like Mark says with misses in the very beginning, and we're able to dope them into the center. And through the process, they're getting their repetitions in, okay? They're getting their practice. Well, you know, we're giving them five rounds or so per yard line, and the majority of them are hitting five for five. Yeah, the plate's a little bit bigger. I get it. But we're dialing them into the center. We're dialing them into the water line. You know, we're giving them hold-off wind calls, but we're adjusting elevation to hit a watermark. Then when we go back, we're putting smaller targets out there, and we're sort of repeating things just in a little bit more scattered process. And Speaking of dope. Mm-hmm. Day day two for them was going to be Mega Mirage. Well, we were anticipating anticipating Mega. Mega Mirage. So we took them to the thousand first thing in the morning after right. after printing a group at a hundred, making sure everybody's good. We took them to a thousand, and we used what? Reverse reverse weaponized math. Yes. So instead of like one of the the, the um, instead of like the eight hundred yard. Multiplier being 1.2 or 2.2 or 2.4 for 800. I, I forget without looking at it. But instead of the multiplier for 800 being like 1.2 to get to 9, we use 0.80. Oh, all right. I, I, thousand, you got it. You got it. So. Thousand times X factor 0.83 will give you 9. 900 times X factor 0.82 will give you 8. 800 times X factor 0.80 will give you 7. Yep, so 8. And just keep, 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 keep going down. Um, it worked perfectly. It worked just like the ascending well, right. ascending weaponized math. It worked right to center strike. The descending weaponized math worked worked the same way. So. Yes. So we did it in reverse. Like I said, we, we showed up early in the morning. And, you know, now we'll, we'll kind of get into talking about Mirage because you guys asked some of the questions about it. it there, there's two effects I've seen up here. Okay, when when we look at this range in the layout and just the the atmosphere of Alaska in general, okay, temperatures swing quite a bit, and you can get sort of that warm air in this in this lane trapped underneath the cold air, and we'll see that early in the morning when the sun's coming up, where it's still cool out, and the cold air is sitting on top of a layer of warm air. So that was the Snell's law. That's where we see. For like a half hour, 45 minutes, the shots aren't, you know, are going over the target. Well, then, you know, in this case, we get Mirage and it's starting to come up between about about 65 degrees because the temp really didn't go over 75. Correct. It's not super hot here. Okay. It's the position of the sun because the, the, the range faces into the sun first thing in the morning. So it's coming straight across Adam and it's, 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 it's. It really causes that reflection effect, but you're seeing it boil up quickly and become soupy because the, um, uh, I mean, we're talking like 90% humidity. And that's the X factor here is that we have such high humidity. The temperature value is not very high. It's 65 degrees when we start to see these, these little bounces and jumps and things happen. And the other thing is we're seeing it more so after the 700 yard target. Because that's where the range falls off. There's a lot more rock and gravel out there. And we think the, the rocks and gravel are heating up to such a degree. We're at the top of the world, you know what I mean? And it's heating up and it's really trapping in that hot air. Plus, these guys have no wind. 
we have a one to two mile an hour prevailing wind, so it never can escape the firing lane. We're over teaching wind here. We are over teaching wind here, but I really, I, I you can't. I get it. I, you know what? I want to reduce it, and I'm going to do something about it for this class. But I mean, WTF, <clears throat> right? Wind tra uh, target fundamentals of marksmanship. But unfortunately, I'm over teaching the wind here because they have no wind. We're over. We're giving the we're giving the classroom session. And we're giving the, the talk on the wind, and the wind doesn't show up. Right, and, and and they can't put it into practice. So, I mean, I get the glazed eyes in the, in the in the classroom because we're talking numbers now. We're throwing number at you, number at you, number at you with wind. You know, line this up to six. Do this, do that. Change this over. Come over here. And then, you know, they all kind of <coughs> tilt their head like, like a puppy. And, and you, you just can't tell. So now um, questions came across in the Podbean app. Well, first off, we're going to go into some of the scope tracking because in PR2, we did test the scopes. And, and we've told you over and over again, not all scopes are created equal. And what is what goes through? I mean, glass is glass, right? That's That should be the... That should be... What's up? We, uh, I'm going to get the questions. Oh, glass is glass. And, and, and it's like, well, okay, glass is glass. But coatings make the scope what it is. And so higher-end optics have much better refined coatings. And so I jumped down. We were zeroing a scope for a student, and I'm on it, and I'm zeroing it up, and I'm doping it out and just looking at some numbers. Mark's TRG 308. Shot the lights out. It, 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 dude, the, the thing is an absolute hammer. It's a one-hole gun. We were, we were actually correcting on something, and, and I was shooting. Frank was spotting, and we're getting a zero for some reason. I don't know, new ammo or something. And just one hole, one yeah. hole, one, one hole. And it was, it was really good. And so I'm going out in this, and on, on Wednesday, this mirage in the afternoon, because we just had a leisurely day at the range. Later in the afternoon, I jumped on the rifle. So now I'm experiencing the same problem as the student. And I look down, or I, I get down behind the rifle, and I'm walking out from three, four, five. I get to the 600-yard target. Now, at 600 yards, we have almost a life-size wolf with a life-size heart flapper. And, and that's usually what we start off doping people on. We want to get them to the flapper. And then for our confirmation targets, I have an 8-inch and a 6-inch plate, one on top of the other. So they're on a single stand, and, and one is on, sitting on top of the other. And there's a little extension of the berm. It's one of the only ranges we have a berm behind the target that um we you know we can see the misses and so we got this light gray berm i have these painted white targets and we tend to paint our targets about four times a class so a two-day class the targets are easily painted four times and they're painted white and then we put a colored stripe on there in this case they had a light red colored stripe even on the small targets it was there and there was a couple hits and some shots on it uh, from earlier in the day. Well, I, I'm talking to Mark and we're communicating. And I'm like, man, I can't see those targets through the Mirage. And we talked about this wall of Mirage. I can't see the targets through the Mirage to get my, my reticle on them and to know where I'm, I'm going to shoot. They were washed out in the scope I'm using. And, and it just looked, ugh. And I'm like, man, that's washed out. Man, that's washed out. So immediately I hop off that rifle, and Mark was about uh, four or five bays down from me, or, you know, shooters down. shooters down from me. 
<clears throat> and he was shooting the AX with his Collis 5 to 25. That's the newest, latest Collis, um, you know, brand new scope. So I said, hey, Mark, let me, let me just get on your rifle real quick and let me look through the Collis. The Collis looked as good as my Zeiss spotting scope. You know, it was money. I, I, I'm looking at my Zeiss, and I don't, I, you know, I'm powered down to 20 power most of the time. I'm seeing the Mirage, but I still can see the targets, no problem. Everything's good. Mark's Collis was as good as my Zeiss. Then I go back over to the scope I'm using. Then I go back to Mark. Then we bring the two rifles together. And we were and we were looking at that. We played with the magnification to see when you could yeah. finally expose those targets. So what I did is <clears throat> I was shooting because of these conditions with the scope at 13 power. When we started on the top and dialed our way down and checking it with parallax and adjusting, we found in order to be able to resolve those targets, I had to get to nine power. And Marks, we were able to use pretty much 18, 20. Whatever we want. Yeah, we were on like 20 power, 18, something like that. And so it was, you know, twice the magnification should cause twice the problem. And yet those coatings in that higher end scope went right through that mirage. This other scope, you know, good scope, worked well, we set it up. The guy used it all class. He had no issues. We didn't have the problems with mirage in the class. Um, to that degree, because we shot things in the morning and then we brought them in a little bit closer in the afternoon. So he never saw it. We never mentioned it. Um, you know, it, it's just something to explore, but it can account for when some of these guys begin to struggle. You know, and we talked about that. <laughs> we, so. didn't, we didn't hand him a crotch he could use. No, no. You know, and, and, and that's that's these kind of limiting factors with your equipment. So Mark's got the list of some of the scopes we did test. Um, what, you want to run some questions? Oh, I already get, answered uh, that. That's the scopes and everything. So I'm finishing up the book. Hey, thanks, Opus, for the getting the book. Uh, enjoyed the story time chapters. Yeah, a lot of, you know, the story time chapters in the book were a big deal. And if I do do a part two, which it's looking that way, like I might, whether, you know, it goes through them or me, um, I, I'm going to keep down that road because we got stories for days and I can get into more bit detail on some of the other stories, talk about the training in the golf and things. Um, then Mark and, show, Mark and Frank show in Iowa, uh, for Hendrix. Yep. Can't wait. August can't get here fast enough. Agreed. Um, thanks for all the time you put into the podcast and your book. It's helped and progressed my shooting heaps. Thanks from Australia, Birchie. Uh, Steve saying Frank and Mark show is his favorite. Semper Fi to both of you. Thank you, Steve. Jake's still listening. Are looking at Frank finding Fen's treasure one week, flying to Alaska, Alaska next. Dude, I had a plan to get Fen's gold. I, I, I had a plan, and I figured once I slow down from this, I'm going to take the time, and I'm going to go from New Mexico up to Montana, and I'm going to check every spot, and, and I had an idea of what I was going to do, and a guy found Fen's gold. So everybody's laughing. Frank's a conspiracy theory. Fen's gold stories, destination truth. A guy got a million dollars richer in richer in gold and jewels because he found it during COVID. He went out during COVID, went look for the treasure, confirmed, found. Wasn't me. I wish it was. I could use a million bucks. Is Alaska ATV in there? He's always questioning. Um, yeah, you know Rick Sears. We gotta have a Siles. Sh- Siles. Rick. Um. Uh, Siles. He came to the class. He, he, he kind of tweaked his back a little bit. And in the next day, he, so he didn't show up, and we started calling, and we're like, well, he. He knew he tweaked his back. Rick is the ultimate supporter 
on both Sniper's Hide of Mark and myself, the Everyday Podcast, and with the book. And I want to say thank you because he sent his wife up. No, he didn't send her. She she surprised him. Oh, did she? We're in final eval. We're halfway through the final eval, and this uh, this lady starts walking toward the line. I said, "Hey, Steve, hey, go check that out. See what this is going to be about." You know, I thought Frank had a kid somewhere or something. Yeah. And, and so she walks up, and she just wants an autograph for her sick husband. And her, turned out her husband's Rick. And and she told us what happened. He was right. back. He's back went he back went out, and he wasn't going to be even be able to shoot right, off. Right, spasm. Bench. You know how. It yeah. Goes. So so we took care of him with the book, but it turned this whole class turned into a book signing for Frank because everybody had a book or wanted a book. So I brought twenty. I could have probably did more. Well, ship me a case. I'm gonna ship a case, and up. then we'll have plenty for for July. Anybody wants mm-hmm. one? So, yeah. And they're good. You know, we may do them for some prizes. We do the little shoot offs. I was handing out lollipops. Because the last day, we, we, we actually had swag, but we forgot about it, the yeah, cups. Yeah. But um, so I, I, I didn't have any more swag, really, that people didn't have. So I was out of all my giveaway stuff. And so I had gone to uh, Chubby's there, Cubby. I had a couple students that might have been, might as well have been diabetic because they weren't going to get no lollipop. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, so, had, I had a couple frustrations. Yeah, and um, so when 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 a guy excelled in a, in an endeavor, I handed him a blow pop. So because I had gotten a, a bag of blow pops for myself, and so that was my my gift to everyone was. Sometimes blow pops. you get a gold star. Sometimes you get a lollipop. Sometimes you get a lollipop. It's all about the lollipop nowadays. Yeah. We're in we're, we're in the woke world. Everybody okay. wants a lollipop. Scope tracking. Let's so see here. Tracking. Had a lot of hundreds. Had a lot of hundreds, a lot of 99.8, 99 point something. But we had a, an older scope of the lower, uh, the a lower a budget scope, but still a, a, a precision rifle scope do 102.7. Yeah. He got a lot for his money. <laughs> he got extra. He got 102.7% uh, data uh, every time he dials that scope. Which uh, one man, was that? that? That kind of data will evenly increase your muzzle velocity, I think. <laughs> well, you throw your shoulder into it. For yeah, that. actually. I, what man, scope I, was that? Um, it was a Gen 1 something. Oh, Gen, Gen 1, 1 something, something or other. Yeah, Gen 1 something or other. The Athlon, we had Athlon come in at 100%. I don't think we've we've seen an Athlon scope yet track anything other than 100%. No, I don't believe we have. I mean, we'd have to probably go back and it would probably be the lowest grade Athlon if we ever did. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't jog my memory as ever having a problem with an Athlon. So, hey, man, high five to Athlon. Zero compromise. Two of them Two side of them? by side, 100%. Yep. They were, they were beautiful. Yeah, they were and, and, beautiful. and the zero comps are very similar to the Collis under the hood. So, um, you know, somebody asked me uh, last night in, in a PM, you know, they, wanted, they, 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 saw some, they saw some negatives in one of the scopes they're currently running. They wanted to invest in something big. And, and they said, listen, you know, if I was going to invest in something high dollar, you know, there, there's always an argument to be made that, that Night Force is consistent and Night Force has, you know, products from the, the, the SHV, $1,250, all the way up to the attackers and, and big money. They're, those are always good, consistent, solid offers. But he, he wanted something mm-hmm. different. He wanted more of the European trend. And so I told him, zero comp, number one, Collis, number two. And, you know, he asked about the, the tangent and stuff, and the tangent's a great scope if it's on your radar. But understand it's $1,000 more, and, and, and so that's, that's, that's a consideration because if it, was, if it was $200 more, it would be a wash. It's like, dude, whichever one you like, pick that one. 200 bucks when you're spending 36 is no big deal. But when you start to get to the 6 8 and $1,000 over some of these other scopes, that becomes real money for a lot of people. 
And so that's that's why SHV was 100. Yeah, we had an SHV in the class, 100% as usual. Good good vortexes with the Gen twos. We yes. had good results yes. with the vortex Gen twos. Yep. Um, we we checked about three of those, I believe. Yep. And so um, no drama in scopes this class. Now, um, with that, we should talk a little bit about how our adjusting on people and, and coming back and. F- Whenever we dial someone out to a thousand and we come back, we almost always check zeros because we do tend to see a bit of wandering zeros. And part of that is shooter, part of that is optic. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's something that doesn't always show up in the tracking test for some reason. We tend to see things move just ever so slightly. So, um, well, we can't, we're not in the student sight picture. Right. You know, we're everything but in the student's sight picture. Sometimes I'm pressing the trigger for the student with my finger over his finger. Yep. So so we're everything but in your sight picture. We can't see what you're seeing. So so And there's there's you know, we're tearing you down and trying to strip away your bad habits and then we're trying to build you back up with the better habits and, and, and create that foundation. And so you will see movement because your zero was was to a a a one kind of recoil pulse you know your, your recoil pulse goes in one direction before you learn the fundamentals once you have these fundamentals and you're getting those reps in your recoil pulse changes and um you know that's something to kind of think about and that's why it moves so that was good right uh parallax we're starting to better explain parallax i think in both in the classroom and on the line and i think what we're going to have to start doing is Create parallax, like have a guy dial his, his focus knob, parallax knob, out to about six or 800 at 100. Yep. Now, move your head back and forth. Let's let's show you what parallax is so that we can remove it. Just like scope shadow. What I do a lot of times is, is once I get my uh, sight picture, I actually move my head left and right to induce shadow yep. so that I can take it away. Yeah, I do the same thing. And I honestly think, in, and in my coaching with people on that that dis, that diminishing target rack i think parallax accounted for the higher number of hits on the smaller targets because we're working with them to to look at it and that's what's going to make you miss left right high low left right high low on a target is that your parallax is out of whack and so if you see that kind of your left your right especially when there's no wind okay we got no wind here and if you're seeing your left, your right, well, that could be a trigger control. That could be a parallax as well, especially if you're moving your cheek at in you know to any degree. And sometimes guys do lift their head a little bit, and, and we fight that as well. We want a consistent cheek weld. So. It's not just a focus knob. It's it. You got to resolve that parallax. You you you're you're getting a focus. You bring the target into focus, and then you always have to fine tune that parallax out. Yeah. I mean, here, here's the thing. One of the things we say in class, and this goes back even to the, the rifles only days because of, you know, the, the large number of military guys we taught back then. Given time and opportunity, always fine tune these things. Now, if you're in a run and gun situation and you don't have that, but the difference is those plates are usually bigger and can absorb the error. If, if, you, if you get yourself in focus, you're usually taking, you know, ninety <clears throat> percent of it out, and if the target's big, it's going to absorb the problem. But when you got a two-inch target at five hundred yards, that's where the parallax will bite you. And I think putting a little bit of heavy emphasis on that um, helped, you know, people yeah. all around. You were pretty disciplined last night, Frank. 
because you had Nick Gardner sitting there with you. And the last time you had Nick Gardner sitting there with yes. you, you were a shit show. Yes, I was. I, I, Nick, Nick was trying to pull you off track last night, but you were pretty disciplined, Nick, you know? Nick, Nick, He's a big old boy now. <laughs> Nick, and he knows he is. Yes. And, and there's no, there's no, I mean, he brings his own shadow to the to the party, you know? And, and Nick is, is, is just a, he's another, he's another Rick Stiles. Yes. He's always promoting. You know, he uh, lives up in Fairbanks. And he, he he knocks down a bottle of Woodford in the two yeah. days by himself. Yeah. And so one night last year, him and I closed, like, Robbie cleaning up and killed a bottle ourselves. So I kept pace with Nick, and Nick probably has 200 pounds on me. No. No. No, more? Frank. No. You're, you're being generous to Nick. Hey, we love you, man. He's got 300 pounds on you. Dude. Okay. Yeah. So I kept pace with Nick, and I didn't. I didn't fare too well this time. I this time zero hangovers. We did. A, we did. We did. We did a lot of Truly's, man. We, we and only did like two live drinks. Never that, drank past eleven o'clock. Nope. Never drank yeah. past eleven. So uh, while we still had a great time, that same party atmosphere. Like we should talk. Um, Pat put a review on uh, ER Doc yeah, Dr. From, Pat. Uh, Dr. Pat. Uh, put a review on Sniper's Hide about the class, and he talked about the after hour and the party. I mean, we're cutting it up hard, and it, it, it's easy to go until, you know, everybody wants, but now we've kind of locked down curfews and things, and we still had a blast. Yeah. It didn't take anything away. No, I laughed as hard as this, this trip as I've Oh, oh huge, man. Yeah. Dr. Strange Love was the funniest thing on the yeah. planet. That was tons and tons of fun. I mean- But he fixed you. First, it was a joke. You know, we're getting a kick out of- uh, this this psychotherapist who's you know and he and he, he starts he starts analyzing Frank at the table yeah over drinks and I'm bored I'm bored it. out of my freaking mind because I'm listening to this shit and 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 I'm just looking around like what the fuck who, who am I gonna talk to here and Frank's getting analyzed over there but Frank started sleeping yeah because I wasn't sleeping well I was waking up in the middle of the night I I was waking up twice you know what I mean and I'm like I'm up. I mean, one time might be because of those Trulies and stuff. You know, those friggin' seltzers. All you got to do is pee when you drink those dang seltzers. And and so I'm waking up, but then my mind, once I'm up, my mind's going. My mind's going. My mind's going. My mind's going. So for like two days, and, and Dr. Strangelove was here helping us, and for like two days, he, he he's talking to me, and or he's hearing me say, I slept like shit. I slept like shit. And so finally he turns and he does this hypnotic stuff. I started hearing professional questions come out of his mouth. Yeah. Well, tell me, and, Frank, tell me when you were nine. Yeah, I don't get that. I'm like, but, but it's got something to do with the red. And I'm, I'm like, what the, where are we going with this, man? He you told know? me he was doing like. Li- I wanted to hear about Uncle Bob, you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah, no, I don't have an Uncle <laughs> Bob story. Yeah, well, you know, no Uncle Bob story. I have an Uncle Bob, but he's a yeah. big drunk guy. Yeah, yeah he wasn't, uh, but, he, no, but anyway, no, just kidding, Bob. Uh, but anyway, um, I slept every night. And you so, know hey. what? When I went to bed, my mind wasn't racing. And his, his girlfriend's not 21. I How old is Lynette, Tina? 41. She just turned 41. She, yeah. To me, she looks sexy. She's 24. Yeah. You know, she looks... So he's not a creepy guy like that. Yeah, yeah. He's a little bit creepy now, especially when he started talking to you like that. But no, it, you know what? It, it, and, and the funny thing is, kind of like the, the, the situation last night, we won't get into it, but last night, my mind was a little racy when I went to bed. Yeah. And, and so last night, my mind was a little racy, and he kind of inserted through his linguistic hypno- hypnosis, yeah. he kind of inserted a fix, and I went, and, and I got up, I had a pee, and then my mind started to race a little bit, and I go up, he, I go, the dude broke what fucking Dr. Strangelove fixed. Yeah. He broke it. 
You owe him. I right. I'm like, man, I was mad because last night I was gonna not sleep, and then I went, wait a minute. Here's this. Here's that. I analyzed it. I looked back. I kind of reversed Doctor Strange. And you forgave. And I, you know, I think you forgave. I did forgave. And then you know what happened? (laughs) I went back to bed and I slept till like seven, eight o'clock. Yeah. So I was able to self-correct based on. The, the, the seed planted in my brain. Wow. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. I got psychoanalyzed at the bar. I'm going to stay away from him because I don't want nothing dude, to do Dude, he'll do the fucking hypnosis on you, stay man. Away from him. He'll do- he used to be my drinking buddy. Actually, I met him at Sweet 100. Yep. And we were just drinking buddies. And he's like, tell me more about this class. Now he's all in. Yeah. He spent six days with us. I know. Yeah. And, he, and, so. he, and, he, and I owe him like 250 bucks for the last- <laughs> For an hour. <laughs> yeah, for an hour. <laughs> yep. Uh, deal, man. But yeah, man, it's because my mind races a lot. I'm always kind of racing. And you, you hear him, I am. Man, I'm up, I'm down, I'm over, I'm over doing this shit. It's, it just never stops. I mean, we're, we're crunching. What are we working on right now? We're working on a, a, a worksheet. So we, a weaponized math worksheet for people and a, a data card page that we can have. We're going to take it live. We're going to take it live. I mean, and, and we're, work, we're working on something else too. What were we kind of crunching? What was something else in our head that we wanted to correct? I don't know. I don't either. We'll have to go back to my notes. We gotta start writing things. Oh, down, we're man. gonna look at the fundamental eval sheet and and look at the order of order. things and move the, the order around the floor. That's really come a long way. Yeah. In speeding up the eval and letting us pay more attention to the student because when I was writing, I was writing a book. I was I was filling an entire page, eight and a half by eleven page with very small print. You know, and uh, that's come a long way. That's, yeah. That's a real good. Yeah. Real so good we're idea. gonna tweak on that a little bit. Our fundamental eval, um, kind of with this with this whole, you know. Kung flu shit. You're getting a lot of um, discount codes coming across if you're a previous uh, customer. And so I use this recycle paper pad for those. And I know they just sent me a pretty hefty discount code. So I'm going to I'm gonna use it. And we're going to come out with, like I said, the weaponized Some pages map. for your data book. Yeah. So if you're buying the Impact Data Book, we're going to create pages, Tony, ch- pages for Dude, that. Tony, you got to fucking get with me, man. And we got to change the Sniper's Hot Data Book. You got to do a weaponized math page. You got to do the wind offset page. If we get with Ted, you might have to throw him a buck or two or something like that. But the thing is, man, we, we need to update the Sniper's High data book. I love the Shooter Diary pages. That's our number one. But we still have a few pages of the high power uh, stuff. That high power page has got to go now. The Jim Owens. The Jim the, Owens oh, we had a Jim book. Owens. <laughs> the Jim Owens data book. We had, we had guy- two, two guys. Both of them own their own companies here in Anchorage. And they brought Jim Owens, who was one of my scout sniper instructors, I believe. I, I, I believe, I believe he, was. he was. Okay, he should have been there when you were there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they brought the um, uh, the long range uh, prone or or other uh, completely high power. Yeah, uh, you know NRA type. Jim Owens was on the Marine Corps rifle team, and then was a, a sniper instructor because the you know he's a team shooter and a in a in a well known, very famous. The M40 uh, McMillan, the M40A3, the original stock, I have the Jim Owens version, and it was the only one hey, of its, it's kind. beautiful, yeah. and it's legacy. It is legacy. And you know how he destroyed it? He put all his dope on the introduction page. <laughs> the only page he used in that whole book was the introduction page. I even pointed that out to you. Yeah. I said, he's writing his dope on the introduction page of the Jim Owens. Yeah. Boom. I, he, he said to me, he goes, uh... He goes, what do we do with this data book at when we're getting ready to leave? I said, dude, in, 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 you know, like I said, they're, they're, they own a good business out here. I said, dude, you got a man cave in your house? Yeah. And he's like, yep. I, I said, put it on the it, shelf. Frame it. <laughs> put it on the shelf. Frame it, because it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's legacy. But so, uh, I mean, we're still running data books, man. We're still running hard copy. It, <clears throat> these guys, 
aren't software centric. We are seeing more Kestrels because Kestrel can work up here well for people. But we still do not see anybody whip a phone out with software. Well, we've sort of corrected that problem. Yeah. Keep, we your don't phone, need yeah, keep your phone over there. We're using it for a calculator, but we're not using it. But even even at night, if when I tell people I will dope your, you know, I, I will set up your software. Nobody comes to Nobody me. comes to me. Yeah. I, I, Kestrel, I had uh, three people come to me with a Kestrel. Nobody's coming with me when we sit down for dinner with their software because they don't care. They got hard copy and that's all they care about. I mean, you know, uh, Dr. Tim um, had great stories, uh, stutterer, and um, Dr. Tim was talking about chasing a sheep up a mountain with the very rifle he was using, no dope, all guessing, you know, and, and, and he emptied the mag trying to chase it, holding over the top of its back. And, and you know, in the, in the debrief, I talked to him and said, you, you have numbers now. Your investment should be the laser because once you have that number, that's not an unknown target sheep. That's just an odd distance. And, you know, uh, I, I should kind of tap on the odd distance, what we did about the 630-yard uh, target in the point three. I don't know if I talked about that in the last podcast or not. How a, a mill-based scope breaks 100 yards up into a tenth, okay? So for... It, you know, you go like a 308. Especially at that mid-range right. where it is actually a 1.0 mil gain yeah. to the next 100 yards. A 308 from 300 yards to fours like add a mil, add a mil, add a mil, and, and so on. So a tenth is your change. And it's like, uh, you know, 510, add a tenth. 520, add two tenths. 530, add three tenths. And we did this in the class. And it works. And now it put us on the lower edge of the plate for most people. But it's not a miss. But it's not a miss. And I wanted them on the lower edge. But like an MOA scope, you have to break it up into 25-yard increments because it that's an MOA. So every 25 yards, you add an MOA because it's four MOA in between the yard lines. Okay, this is lost art shit. This is stuff that people aren't looking at that we knew back in the day. And it's like, you know... Add an, add an MOA for 25 yards, add an MO, you know, two MOA for 50 yards, three MOA for uh, 75 yards, and then it's four MOA to get you to the next. Now, our rifles are shooting faster, so that rule of thumb is slightly off, but it still kind of works. My thoughts on MOA? Hey, MOA, go away. Yeah. You know, guys getting lost in their in their in their Always turret. lost in the turret. Yeah, because they're having to dial... 30 of something, 35 of something to get there. And so they're losing we, themselves in turret. We had a lot of guys, um, what these, some of the guys are doing, and several of them have done this. This isn't a bad idea, but this is what they're doing. The, like three guys, I think it was, had old Night Force NXSs, the 5 to 22s, with no zero stops. So the flat top versions, not the, not the uh, coned version or the, you know, the domed. And... They almost all got lost. You take the picture, you show them what to do, and then they'd have to reference the the picture. Same thing with the old Gen 1 uh, PSTs, multi-rev, only 5 mil, you know. So the MOA version, they're going rev after rev after rev. We had a guy get lost in that, and we had to correct them. You know how that sales pitch goes? It's like this. Hey, man, I'm going to a precision rifle course, but I sort of need a scope. Hey, I got the scope for you. It's a it's a night force. Mm -hmm. It's It's like... Bomb proof, man, and it is. It Bomb is. It's you, great scope. You hammer nails with the damn thing. It's an NXS, and it's gonna work for you, man. And they bring it, 
You know, they and get then, a loaner. Loaner in excess is like the big thing now, right, right now. Right. Loaner in excess. But they don't need to go away. It's just that um, difficult to learn in an MOA environment because that's confusing. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. you, you know, we're spitting out single digit numbers to this guy over here. We're coming to you with a 29. Right. You know, and, and so you're, you're dialing, dialing, yeah, dialing, Yeah, 32, dialing. 31 to get to the yeah, thousand. Yeah, we're telling this know. guy over here, hey, man, go 8.5, okay? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, and then, you know, then there's the weaponized math. And, and you know, you can sort of, you can do that in your head with a, with a single digit. But when you got three digits and and quarter and three quarter, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. then you then you got a little bit more math to do. So yeah, so that that you know, it 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 it's not the end of the world. But we 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 start when we see that happen. We see them go back to the mistakes. Now nowadays, when people buying like the Gen Two PSTs and you know they're they're those single turn turrets, it's not as big a deal. They got zero stops. They got locks. They got all that stuff. But then when you get guys get used equipment like Mark's saying from their buddies. We see all these problems we thought were gone come right back, and and that's a big deal, man. Yeah, and it's you got to use it on twenty two X. Yep. For it to be true in the reticle, and on twenty two X, you can't see through the right, garage. Right. Right. You know, so so we're dialing you off, and then and then you're holding off, and it's just. Yeah, you can go halfway and double it, but yeah. you know it's still one of those things because now you're. But now you're teaching a guy that. Right. You're throwing more numbers at him, more yeah. numbers at him, more numbers at him. So if you have a. If you have a two MOA, it's two five seven in the in the one the guy had. He had a, a MPR two with the two MOA, so two five seven, and and that becomes you know four ten fourteen, and and it's no longer two five seven. It doubles, and when you go to the eleven power, but um you know we get through it and and everything works out, because we're looking at the shooter. I I think Pat made up a great point with that, where he's impacting the target. And Mark and I are still, you know, on him. I mean, don't get us wrong. We hear he hit it. We I want don't the care hit. he yeah, hit we it. Yeah, we want the hit. We're enforcing hits, not right. misses. But we want the hit, but we want the hit done right, not the hit done wrong. Yeah, because the hit done right gets you another hit done right. And we know the hit done right is going to get you more. And it, it, it's just that's the case, man. Because, you know. Read he, the review. Go, go yeah. If you're on the hide, which all you guys are. Go go into Alaska Precision Rifle Course. It's got its own little section. its own little thread up there at the top in the training it's, section. It's a good review. It's a subsection of the training section, so you know you got to definitely just make sure you pop up and look at the top, not down where the, the threads are starting, yeah. and and you can do it. But hey, man, uh, thank you to all our helpers. All Steve, our helpers. Steve's a friggin' rock star. James came in for for three James, days, I think this trip. James helped us a bunch and and did a lot. Ron, um, Doctor Strangelove, Ron, fantastic help with that, and and he was there with good support. Fix my brain. Um, who else? Uh, that we had popping in. Um, Joe, Joe PP. PP came by, dude. Joe yeah. PP, good to see Joe out and about. Uh, Joe's got a little bit of the big C there, but he. He's he's doing he's, he's doing beating his it work. thanks to my woman Tina. Mm-hmm. She she's uh, her ex her husband died of cancer and so she's well studied in it and she gave him books to read and whatnot. He he then did what was in the books and, and he he's, dropped he's 9, basically 000, in remission. He yeah, he's basically in remission. He said he, he in yeah. one month he dropped down nine thousand with no points. chemo. Right, with no chemo. He went to the chaga mushrooms and the the this and and the the natural remedies. You know, hey, it works. It, he it, might come to Alaska Precision Rifle Course and get fixed. Right. Your cancer. Yeah, you yeah. You never know. Your head, your yeah. cancer, whatever hey, you man, got. Hey, man, we do it all, man. So, uh, and again, back to Rick. Uh, Rick, man, sorry you, we, I didn't get to sign it for you in person. And we don't we, do STDs. Right, right. Yeah, we don't do those. No, no, no. Okay, no, I'm sorry. No. 
you talking about? I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. Oh, yeah, STDs, man. We don't fix those. <laughs> Mark gives them. <laughs> hey, I've had just about everything, you know, but it's been a long life. It was, it was a good life. Man. But uh, anyway, so Rick, thank you, and and we appreciate your wife doing that and coming. She was sweet, a uh, really nice lady, and, and and we appreciate that. That was fantastic of her. Um, it, I think the best thing I did of the book. You know, if anything, was put all the photographs of students in there. Yeah. Because that resonated. Now everyone's participating. Yeah. Yeah. They they they, they see their value. And they're they're like Nick. His son saw his picture in the book. Yeah. Because there's a picture of, of me over Nick's at a bench, <clears throat> and I'm behind him talking to Chet. Um, we missed Chet this cycle, so uh, there's that. Chet works for the railroad, mm-hmm. and the railroad buried him and. And catch up work because of COVID. So. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we we missed Chet this this cycle, but uh, and then today, let's talk about this morning real quick. We got like five minutes before we sign off. Um, we ended up getting up and popping over because the the range had a little one day PRS style comp, and so Mark and I popped in there to take a look at what they're doing. And you know what? They're using that range smart. There was there was a, a, a nice handful of people shooting Bryson and those guys and. Excuse me. Um, you know, talked with them. Bryson had a nice little clean run on the barrels, and he dropped one. But you know, competitions are cheap training, and if you have something local like this up here at the range where they're setting up, you know, five was it six stages? Yeah, or nice, something. really, really well thought out. Right, uh, right. And they're letting barriers. different people design the stage, like the the, the what stages you're going to do. You know, they have crowd little, staging, right? And then they have a little range book, Xerox, that's just a couple pages folded over. And so they're given a book, just like they're supposed to. They're they're running some stages just for the one day. The, the neat thing is they have kind of like this Christmas tree, but it's made out of a 50 cal barrel. And, and then shroud. machine gun barrels in all directions. Yes, and then cut off machine gun barrels welded. I got a picture. I'm going to put a little note up on the hide about them running their comp. Um, but hey, man, that's what it takes. It's just... If you have a little nucleus of people, a little group that you guys always go out and shoot, put together a little one day. Even if there's 10, 25 people there, that's enough. It's an organized training. Right. Session. It's yeah. organized training. I mean, they were spot misses. Yep. You know, they were they were offering right uh, help coaching sorta. You know, within the within the course, but they were doing it for everybody. So yeah. hey, you missed left. And in in in, it's a nice way to learn because you know it can be intimidating. It it's something that is is you know. It's it's a big deal for some people, and um, Mark's performance panic. Yeah, you know, there's go that. and read that. Go and read that because you guys are experiencing that. We saw a lot of it. This, this we see it Dude, in every the fundamental class. Re- uh, the fundamental eval is designed to put performance panic. Insert into you. performance panic. Yes. Right, and that's the thing that we're doing is we're inserting performance panic with the fundamental. Remember eval. when I stepped out to go to the restroom? You were briefing them on the safety brief, and I came back and I poked my head and I said, "You guys." Are you guys nervous? And everybody said, yeah. I said, good. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Uh, and thanks to the range. Um, as usual, the range does uh, – uh, the cover. The covers are awesome. We got rained on one day, and one, it was awesome. And it was awesome. Never got yeah. wet. Never even had to put my raincoat on. Nobody's gear got wet. Nope, none. And so that's that's great. I mean, it's it's getting better. It's it's We're refining it down to uh, – what, what were you calling it lately? Uh, you know, training in a box or something? Yeah, training in a box. Yeah. Precision it, rifle in a box. Yeah, it's precision rifle in a box because we can replicate it across so many different, um, you know, platforms. We're able to, to you know, just – doesn't matter. Borders. Right. Take it across borders. Yeah, we're going to take it across borders. So 
Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for coming back on and commenting. You guys are catching back up. I really like that. Um, and, and, you know, we'll be here in July as long as they don't keep me out of the airport. Yep. I'll catch you guys in July. Taylor out. I'm out. Later.